kind of the happy hour portion of the show. I'm not partaking. I don't know. I can't speak for Kevin Longquist. Kevin Longquist, a man who uh, loves to get a workout in, a pre-Mosley show appearance workout in. <laughs> Kevin, what was what was I witnessing there? Was that were those some free weights you were taking part no, in? Was a, what was yeah. that? Was a squat. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, I mean, squats can be free weights. We're, uh, yeah. But we're, well, you got to put and, the bar and, on your on your, on the top of your shoulders, and then you got to go down, and then you got to use your hips to uh, drive up. Yeah, in my uh, I used to be okay with the squat, but in in typical uh, Kaufman high school football form, they when I was in high school, they got those uh, beepers, and okay, you had to go down to a certain depth, and you couldn't come up till the beeper went off. I bet that was so bad for our knees. I, I was. I, I, this will sh- this won't shock you. I was uh, lower body. Oh, oh, Mosley could hold his own. Upper body. I remember there was a guy named Damon Miles, and uh, mm-hmm. he'd always get me on this one. He'd he'd see me across the uh, weight room, and he'd say, "Hey, hey, Mo." He was a older, uh, great athlete. He, Damon say, "Mosley, they catch that guy." He's like a year or two older than me, and everybody'd be watching. I'd go, "What? What guy?" He say, "That guy who stole your chest." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Godly>. <laughs> gotcha. That was his way of saying I could not. My upper body strength was not. Uh, I'm just trying to. Fi- I'm just yeah. uh, still trying to fight through the fountain of youth on this, and so that's kind of where I'm at with these these days. So. Yeah, yeah, that, that's. Uh, you're doing a great job of it, even though you are dying your hair now. Uh, it is uh, uh, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin Longquist. I got my hat on, and so <laughs> the Ke- Kevin, the rival. No, I've seen you. I've seen. No, hair still looks pretty good. You, you've let a little gray come in, but uh, hair. Yeah. You and I both somehow, although you have entered another milestone. I think you actually have a five at the beginning of your age. Um, uh, let me, Kevin. Let me uh, not to out you like that. I can but, confirm. Uh, I can confirm that. No, no, no. That's fine. You, I can confirm yeah. that. I'm very proud of where I'm. So you you've uh, owned that and uh, have yeah. a very uh, very uh, uh, fit family. I've seen you guys. Y'all y'all send out nice uh, pictures. Okay, uh, Kevin, th- th- we got to be quick though. We got to get to the point here, okay? Because it's okay. It, t- time is tight with the Mosley Show. We really like to stay on point, as you know. The uh, how worried should Baylor fans be about some of these coaching ch- uh, changes? I. I like Chancey Stuckey. Thought he did a nice job. Came in, you know, they had that weird offensive staff. They had to fire some folks. And then Chancey right. Stuckey comes in, coaches wide receivers, and I thought he did a nice job. He was a really good player, I think, at Clemson. He played a little bit in the NFL, and now he's right. taking a job at Notre Dame. Is where, where should Baylor fans be right now with the comings and goings of, of some of these staff hires? Well, I think the way you'd look at this first off is that it's going to be a compliment to what Dave Aranda has done with his program because the fact that when you are successful, uh, people want to have your coaches. I mean, look, we saw Dave go through several uh, rumors of coaching opportunities throughout the, uh, throughout the season itself. If it wasn't USC, if it was LSU, if it wasn't LSU, then it was Florida. And so I think just part of that is that people want to be fine to find where they can get coaches who were at successful programs. And Baylor's one of those. You know, you're coming off the third Big 12 championship in school history, uh, school record 12 wins. People want to be a part of that. And of course, you know, Chancey going to Notre Dame, uh, and then uh, is is a you know great opportunity for him. You would think. And of course, Matthew Pollage, the safeties coach, becoming co-defensive coordinator at Oregon, uh, is also a great thing for him. It's a it's a step up. And 
you know, as transient as this industry is, Matt, I don't think people should look at this. You know, we all want stability with our coaching staffs, and we'd love for these guys to stay together for six, seven, eight years if that was all possible. But that's just not the way this industry works. And if because it's about relationships where guys knowing guys from other sports. I mean, look at look at Palich's replacement, Ronnie Wee, who came from Nevada. Um, you know, he and Dave go back to their days at LSU because Ronnie was an analyst there when Dave was the defensive coordinator. So that's how those things worked. Of course, you know, Ronnie was looking for a job because they made changes at Nevada. But nonetheless, that's kind of how this works. And as far as how the wide receiver replacement for Stucky's going to go, I mean, that could go anywhere. It's 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 a guy that all you're looking for are guys that are going to be adaptable. They're going to jive with all the personalities within the within the coaches, and obviously communicate with the wide receivers to get them to a position where they can perform at a high level. That happened with Stucky and, and Tyquan Thornton. You know, you could talk about where I, R.J. Snead kind of slipped for, from the beginning of the year to the last half of the year, but of course the the growth of the tight ends. You know, whether that's how much of that is Stucky, how much of that is Jeff Grimes, but. You know, overall, I think, and remember, this is Sucky's first job, too, so he wasn't going to be here forever. Yeah, I uh, I guess. I mean, I, I want him to be here for, I mean, I, I don't know. That's kind of an attitude of, like, I mean, if you're here a year, and I mm-hmm. think this staff pays a bunch of money, I, I, I want him to stay around for more than one year. So I, I sure. get it, and maybe the Notre Dame thing is a, great opportunity but i'm i don't know you're sometimes you're better uh with with uh, perspective and oh he's not going to be here forever i think because i went to baylor i'm a little too close to the thing so i get <laughs> yeah, kind of i, I mean, get kind of frustrated about things like that if we get a good wide receivers coach i want to keep him and quite honestly jeff grimes and mateos did such an incredible job this year yeah. i want to keep the whole offensive staff together so i get it sure. there are dominoes that fall and things happen is there anything going on um, portal-wise? Talking to Kevin Longquist, he's with Rivals at Sikkim Sports is where you can find a lot of his breaking news. Uh, Baylor's going to get its almost all of its offensive line and a lot of its defensive line back. So they're looking good in that regard. They're going to be thin yeah. right now at running back. Uh, uh, Tay and some of these young guys might be good. And maybe at wide receiver, although the, the true freshman Armani uh, Winfield might you know be able to help you some there. Is that right. a place where they could be uh, looking in the uh, portal right now, some of those places I mentioned? Okay, so for one, Jackson Player, a local Waco kid uh, who played at Tulsa, was in the portal, was at Baylor for his visit earlier this week, just finished it on, or today rather, and he is about to announce his decision on Sunday. I kind of like where Baylor stands with him, but of course you never know how these things are going to go. I know that Baylor has had some interest in uh, the Oklahoma defensive back at transfer, Latrell McCutcheon, um, and then uh, you know was coming in for just a quick visit, I think, today or, or something along those lines. But, again, he's supposed to be going over to USC. So I think those are two guys to look at as far as the portal is concerned. But keep in mind, too, that you know, they're at 20 commits for this class, and you can get up to 25, and you can kind of portal your way through this and massage your way through it. I think the way Baylor should be looking at the portal right now, Matt, is going to be – Another linebacker, maybe someone else in the secondary who's got some some speed and some experience. That's where McCutcheon stands, that sort of thing. And then I think the other thing you've got to look at here is your your point about the uh, the lack of experience with the skill guys at running back and wide receiver. I kind of think that this spring is going to be about 
let's see what we've got with these young guys because you've got to, you've got some really young talented kids there starting off with Tay McWilliams in the backfield for one and then on the wide receiver you know, you talked about Armani Winfield but then don't forget Hal Presley who had originally committed to Baylor for 2020 yeah. then he went to Auburn didn't like it there for a year and then he came back to Baylor and but those so guys those are, are like five ten. Those guys yeah. are all five ten. Well, Hal's big. Hal's about six four. Um, is Hal? So oh, Hal Presley's a big dude. Okay, yeah, good. He's a, he's a good, good. size kid. And, and then Armani's about six foot six one. And nice. then, uh, and, and I think you know, for those guys, you know, you're getting some size of the wide receiver. What this Baylor wide receiver group needs, Matt, though, is some guys who can be playmakers, different makers, guys that can separate on the field, and. I think that's where R.J. Sanders in the portal, where he kind of got caught, where he was, you know, he was a great soldier for these last two years, for sure. But I think that's where some of the things that he might have lacked. And, you know, Taekwon did a great job as far as, you know, making plays in the open field and being that big vertical threat. Wasn't huge, but a guy who could make, size-wise I'm referring to, but a guy that could make some plays. But I think what Baylor needs to do is they need to be a little bit more physical and fast with their receivers. And I think that's where Presley and Winfield can make that difference. It's just a question of, you know, getting the experience to do that. And keep in mind, too, this is the weekend, too, that all the early arrivals are coming. Uh, there's six of them, including Winfield. So that's going to be a big feather in their cap to get him on campus so he can go through spring. All right. I, all those things are of great interest to me. And, uh, by the way, Bears, uh, time runs short here for us, and I need to, you need to get going for the weekend. I know you're going to be uh, covering that game tomorrow. We'll all be kind of gathered there watching the Bears try to bounce back against Oklahoma State team that has some good athletes, has not been great this year. They're like 8-7 and seven or something right. like that. Uh, I, I'm hoping Sohan can come back soon. I think he's helpful. I think part of this, uh, I think Baylor's still – trying to figure things out one thing i'd like to see him do uh last thing i'll bring up with you is i want kendall brown such a great talent they, they he's got to kind of get i had fran on uh and and he said he's just got to be willing to take more shots take open shots uh, this mm -hmm. guy's way too good to get lost in the offense i think the fran obviously who's a great analyst and has been a great coach in his day in, in the college ranks but i think he's right about that the other thing I think I've seen from Kendall is because once the calendar flipped to the conference season, I think Kendall's kind of got into that shell where it's kind of like it's all becoming a little bit overwhelming. I don't want to say that he's hit that wall because usually young guys hit that wall in about another two to three weeks. But I think that's one thing where Kendall has got to find his way and become a little bit mentally tougher on that. And I think the one thing about this Baylor team, and give all the credit to Tech for the win on, on Tuesday night because I thought their defense was really good. Um, and that's not an indictment against Baylor. It's just more about what Tech did. But I think the one thing that this Baylor team needs to identify is a guy who can take the role of what Mark Vidal did, had last year. The guy who will be a dive on the floor for loose balls, get deflections, maybe get that steal or that key rebound. Is that Mark, that you, you see, you know, that's, you make the term the glue guy. That's what Mark was. And I'm not sure if there's one on this roster as of yet. They've got to identify that guy still. And it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back from their first loss of the season uh, tomorrow afternoon against the Cowboys. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to – I like to – boy, I love it when you kind of get some uh, – you get some uh, uh, some last minute. I also, speaking of Cowboys, got a big game Sunday uh, with the, with the, uh, the local Cowboys uh, – 
and that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. Yeah, my Kevin Pre- aren't playing. We're done. So yeah, and so is Mike Zimmer. Sadly, you're probably happy about that. He's a friend of mine, uh, so I'm not happy. Time. I think yeah. it was kind of time for Mike. Yeah. He'd kind of run his course up there. All right, uh, we've got to uh, we got to go, Kevin. That's all the time I have. I, I really appreciate it. Always good stuff, and uh, and uh, appreciate you sharing some of your workout videos with me. Keep them coming. All right, we're gonna we're gonna put that up on Twitter. That'll be great, uh, Kevin. Great, Kevin Longquist. Take care, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, Kevin refuses to let me like say goodbye to him. He's uh, Kevin likes to be in charge, and he talks over me at times, but that's okay. He's still a great friend.